Alrighty, everybody. My name is Oscar Barkas, and this is episode seven of the We Like the Pain podcast. And filling in for Sam this week, we've got a uh, recurring guest. He he uh, featured on our previous podcast, Connor Calhoun. Connor, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for the shout out in that one like singular quick question that I did with you guys in the last hey. podcast. Really felt like I contributed, you know. You were you were one of two guests on that old pod, so I know. you should feel special. And now I'm already on this one, so I'm kind of I'm basically just the third guy. It's no big deal. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you are kind of making the rounds on podcasts and, and you don't want to get that reputation put on you of, of a guy that'll go on any podcast. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I like I like all fantasy, all football <laughs> podcasts. So I, I, I'll I'll dibble dabble around. OK, OK. Well, we appreciate you being here. Why don't you give a uh, a little intro into your teams? Yeah, so you you know last week uh, you had a you had a Dallas sports fan on, which is pretty yeah pretty bland, pretty boring. This week we got a little bit of more flavor in there. <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a St. Louis sports fan, which you may have a couple questions, Connor. NFL teams, you know, yours got just painfully ripped away. Uh oh, starting this already. Ago. Yeah, okay, we're gonna bring it up. So there's this <laughs> just awful human being his name's stan Kroenke. he took little i don't know what you, what grade i was in probably elementary school middle school he took little connor's heart and just ripped it in half all the future stole your team dude i I'm, i would have been a diehard rams fan i feel like for sure point, with all the football we watch and he took also that away how good the rams are oh yeah how good they were whenever they left yeah i would be maybe i'd be the third host with the uh podcast it'd be very applicable but yeah i was a uh was a rams fan fan briefly you know that died pretty quickly so i guess my more of my actual teams are the uh st louis cardinals and the st louis blues you know and dynasties and then texas a&m aggies Oh yeah, I am. I'm also an Aggie, so good friend of Oscar and Sam's. That's why I've made my my appearances. And uh, so I guess my actual NFL team uh, that I picked up a few years ago when they drafted a little guy named Josh Allen <laughs> would be the Buffalo Bills, and that seems like that's turned out pretty well for Part me. Part of so Bills far. Mafia, dude. I am. Picked yeah, them up so at normally, their average times. So normally we talk about. Uh, this being sort of a therapeutic show for Sam and I, just because of the disappointment of our teams, Connor brings an added element in that this is therapy for his abandonment issues. Yes, it is a very different kind of pain that I'm going through. <laughs> I can well, air it all out this time. Hopefully we can uh, we can help you through that a little bit. Obviously, we will focus mostly on the AFC South. And we'll get there, but first we've got some quick questions to start the show. Connor, why don't you send yours my way? All right, so my quick question is, which four-plus-win team this week should be worried about an upset? And I can I have them all written down right here. I can list them out. Yeah, so list we got, them out for us. We got the Bucks playing the Eagles. Actually, this, this is a Thursday night yeah. game. That's, yeah, it's right about to happen. The Packers playing the Bears. Okay. The Rams and the Giants. Okay. The Cardinals and the Browns. The Cowboys and the Pats. And then the Monday night game, the Bills and the Titans. So I think we can cross off a couple. Oh, yeah. And I would like to say I we're not including the Baltimore LA Chargers game in this one. Cause I don't yeah, think, they're both 4-1. I don't think that one would uh, end up being an upset. Yeah. Um. I think that the Bills are just going to absolutely gobsmack the uh, Titans on Monday night, just based on how I've seen the Titans' defense play. Um, Who would you say is playing the Giants? The Rams? Yeah, so the Rams are going to win that game. We don't have to worry about that one. If we want to count the Cardinals-Browns game, because the Browns are 4-1, and one, Oh, they're they're not. Fun. Oh, they're three and two. No, yeah. I guess we could count that as as a upset. ESPN would count it as an upset. I mean, the they Cardinals sure are would. undefeated, man. 
They sure would. Unbeatable. I think that the best, well, I guess this is also a four and one versus three and two uh, game. <laughs> I think the Packers could be taken down by the Bears this week. Really? Divisional games are always funky. Um, and though Justin Fields, the I've been meaning to complain about this on this podcast. The Bears are not using Justin Fields to his fullest potential. And I get that that's more about him being a rookie, but they got to, they got to, Loosen the leash a little bit. Let him cook. Um, and that could happen this week against the Packers. No, yeah. Didn't he only get like three rushing attempts, I think, in his first game whenever they struggled hugely? And yes. Then, I mean, they got to they gotta start letting him, letting him run the field a little bit here. Yeah, he, has, he had more rushing attempts in that game where he came in for Andy Dalton halfway through. He had more rushing attempts in that game than he has in his other games since then. So um, not good, but I do think with how good the Bears defense is, how in, interdivisional games are always kind of fun, always close, I do think that that could be the upset. What What was your pick? I will say that was my pick too. Oh. And a second, like a little follow-up question here. Is this the game that Allen Robinson comes alive? He's got to at some point, right? He only has like 180 receiving yards so far or something like that. so good. And he's like, this is the first year. I've been a big Allen Robinson fan. And he's just, it's like he's disappeared. It's weird because he's finally got like a quarterback that we're all like, hey, he's got Justin Fields instead of Blake Bortles or... Nick Foles, but this is the year that he finally has uh, slowed down a little bit. Yeah. I could see it. I mean, Jair Alexander is on IR. Sucks for the Packers, but that that cornerback room is a lot weaker after him, uh, without him playing. So they, it could be a big Allen Robinson game. And the Bears just lost... Um, Damian Williams, their starting running back, he he got put on the COVID list, so they could be passing the ball a lot. I could see it. Oh yeah, I was about to say. I mean, if they're gonna stay in this game, it's they're they're likely gonna have to throw the ball. <laughs> likely gonna be through the air. Exactly. Okay, my quick question is more of a just statement, I guess, which is predict the playoff teams. Yeah, so and I went through and did this too just before we got started i and i mean i wanted i wanted to bring it up because the afc is tough to look through so so you go through yours and then i'll go through mine yeah so whenever i went through it i mean afc i did i did kind of see the four division winners in my opinion are already pretty much up there you got the bills i think the ravens are going to come out of the north the titans like j- the titans have to win this yeah out. if they don't that is a huge disappointment yeah and if the chargers keep up anything near what they're doing right now they they should come out of there unless the chiefs just come up from the dead and right return to what they what they have been so i got those four first and then i guess my my fifth and sixth uh, one of them is the Chiefs, actually. I For think they, sure. They pick it up and get into wild card content, contention, back up into that those top seven teams. Yeah, quick statement there. Imagine being like, I don't know, the Titans. And you're like, hey, we won the division, made the playoffs, <laughs> and you have to play the Chiefs in the first round because the Chiefs started the season slowly. Yeah, that's, I mean... It's the Titans. It's not like they were going to (laughs) get super far anyways. But they shouldn't, I would say. Hey, Dalton's going to listen to this at some point and just be angry because Derrick Henry's a beast. I hope Derrick Henry can just carry the team as as long as he can. Yeah. Okay, so that's six teams. This is where I'm like, okay, who else makes the playoffs? I got five, and then the Browns. Oh, are that's five, sixth. and then Browns are six, correct? I think that's. I think they're that second team that comes out of the North, and then I right. was stuck between two. Okay. And they may be a little surprising. I got the Bengals and the Broncos that I'm stuck between right now. Okay, that's fair. Because I think it's I... kind of a it's kind of a 
it's going to be like a 10 and 7 team that sneaks in yes near the end I of the agree season with that. and i looked at it and i actually saw that they both they play each other i think real late in the season they play like Ooh. week yeah they play week so 14 that could be a i think when or go home type of deal exactly so i think hey. it, they're going to both end up like 10 and 7 somewhere in there and, and the winner of that game winner of that game gets in and I'm kind of thinking it's the Bengals. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck on the thought of the Bengals. <laughs> don't curse them now, Connor. Yeah, I I think it'd be fun. I obviously their offense is one of the best in the league already. Um, their offensive line is questionable. Their defense is very questionable. Oh yeah. Um, but. The Broncos' quarterback situation is questionable, and uh, sometimes that's that's the deciding factor. Yeah, and the Broncos have a like a pretty relatively tough schedule. I mean, they have to play the Chargers and the Chiefs yeah. twice each later in the season. Yeah, where I'd be willing to bet the Chiefs are picking it back up, and the Chargers still good. So I mean, I agree. I it's going to be a tough end of the season for them, I think. Yep, and uh, the Raiders. We're getting some love through three games, but <laughs> they've lost two in a row and have um, some other news that we'll talk about in a second that I it makes me agree. It's if if a third team comes out of the AFC West, it is the Broncos. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are gonna gonna keep up any kind of good pace moving forward. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's transition to the NFC. I guess right. I'll read the the teams that I consider locks, and yeah. again the the four teams leading the division, and then the uh, the second place team in the NFC West are locks to me. Those and are my four locks: Cowboys, too. Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, and Rams. Yeah, and then the the difference between the AFC and the NFC is there's a lot of teams in the NFC that I could see making the playoffs, whereas in the AFC, it's like, man, I guess we just, fuck, just stick one in there. <laughs> exactly. It was literally, AFC's like six teams. Yeah, I feel like those are pretty much in. And then you're just like, who, who's going to come out of this and get the last spot? So I think my guess for the final two teams would be one team uh, from the NFC South and one team from the NFC West. And those would be between the Panthers and Saints from the South and the Seahawks and 49ers from the West. And I don't know who of those four teams is going to make it. Again, probably one of each division, one from each division. But I, I don't know. Who do you think? So I that is actually what I wrote down. I had those five teams as locks. And then I had... I actually did not include the Seahawks. I think I think okay. it's gonna be rough sledding for them for this. Oh, you know what? Russ is out. About I Russ. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I agree. I, so I had yeah, my sixth team as the Panthers, and then between the 49ers and the Saints, I kind of I did the same thing. I looked at it. I kind of think the 49ers sneak in there. Man, I the the Saints defense has been playing so well, and if they can capitalize on good Jameis games, I feel like they're a scary team. So we've got our five locks. I'm I'm good to go Panthers instead of Saints, and then Niners be the uh, third team from the West. Yeah, I don't know why. I just I somehow think the Niners sneak in there, even after the tough start and them trying to pick between who their quarterback is yeah. and who their running they back is. It's know. literally it's literally yeah. just a revolving door every week. <laughs> revolving skill player door. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. He has found himself at a place where he's got too many players that he likes, where for a long time it was finding anyone that he could play consistently. So we'll see. He also see. does players he doesn't like, such as uh, Trey Sermon. Uh, just does that cannot... hurt you, Connor? It hurts me a lot. <laughs> it makes me very unhappy, especially watching this game, the game this past weekend, seeing what what went down on the field. <laughs> Yeah, watching Elijah Mitchell rip off seven to ten yard gains on every time he touched the ball. I mean, he didn't even look incredible. It was literally just 
Oh, I guess Trey Sermon is not playing this week. Not and at he all. Finished out with one carry, and I think yep. that was in the fourth quarter. <laughs> that is the Kyle Shanahan experience. And I'm already too familiar with it. It's only been five <laughs> weeks. Well, um, that'll wrap up our quick questions. And we've got some big stuff we want to cover in other sports before we move on to NFL news. First of all, and I'm beat Bama this week, last weekend. I was oh, at the game. Man. I stormed the field. It was insane. And... Uh, <laughs> I feel bad because Wyatt and I were just talking about how poorly Zach Calzada was playing. And then he went out and had one of the best games a college quarterback has ever had against Nick Saban Bama. Calzada balled. And it was it was honestly one of the most breathtaking things to see. <laughs> we were actually crazy. in a game. <laughs> me and Sam me and Sam were down with them in College Station and we did not get tickets to the game but thinking we, that it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, and I I mean <laughs> there was a moment when I came out to talk to him and I was like so I, was, I I don't remember what I was doing but it was halfway through the first quarter getting towards the second and I was like, "Oh, hey man, what's going on?" He's he just looks at me. We're winning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we went to a bar to watch it and that is that is the most lively I've seen College Station in a long time. <laughs> Maybe ever. Dude, yeah. yeah we've got I mean, a, we've got I lost my voice for... I haven't even got my voice all the way back. It's almost Me, it's yeah. Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Screamed a lot. We've got a couple buddies that went to our bar district after the game, and they said it was the craziest they've ever seen it. So... And MB Bama. Uh, it doesn't even matter what happens the rest of the season. We've only exactly <laughs> we beat them at home, which I don't believe has ever happened before. So I'm glad we don't have to <laughs> care about the team for the rest of the season. This, this is all that matters. <laughs> yep. Well, that's a short note about that, and we've got a bigger note because Connor's got to talk about his precious Blues. The NHL is back Ooh. this week, baby. And they're on ESPN. It's like a it's a one two punch right to yeah, my heart. That, I love it. That old jingle for ESPN hockey is already caught in my head. Exactly. Oh my god. I get to watch every game this year. It's I don't have to go through the pirating streams to try to watch <laughs> it every week. So yeah, I am a I am I am the biggest hockey fan, I would say, of our friends for sure. Oh, for sure. Glad you're and, on our uh, pod this week. And I get my St. Louis Blues back this week. The uh, the last team to win the Stanley Cup during an actual season. Oh, so okay. it's kind of a it's kind of a defending real the the true defending champs. You know, the Lightning <laughs> eh, doesn't really matter. It's no big deal. So it's a it's a big week. It's a good it's good to get back to the uh, the dynamic of the group where everyone else is Stars fans, and then there's me. It's kind of my favorite part of the year. I am hockey agnostic. I just watch and and root for fights. Exactly. It's literally like if you don't, if you aren't a fan of anything, you can watch, look for fights, and if you get the chance, go to a go to like live game. Oh, there's so much fun. Maybe the best sporting event. It is ridiculously fun. (laughs) It's Um, especially fun as a visiting fan, I will say, because I've had my times in American Airlines Center and. Me and my dad walking out of a Blues game against the Stars. That is probably the first time I've gotten ripped Heckled. a new one by a by by a random fan before. Twelve-year-old so. Connor getting told to fuck yourself by a thirty-five-year-old Stars fan. Oh yeah, last time I last time me and my dad went, the guy behind they started playing the Aggie War hymn for some reason. What? So it was like the the yeah, it was the double the one two punch in the stadium. The guy behind us was very drunk and he was a Dallas Stars, Texas Longhorns fan. So Oh man. There was some belligerent yelling. That's double going trouble on behind right there. Me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think this is the best sporting time of the year we've got hockey returning nba is back next week football is in full swing and it's playoff baseball it's crazy there's stuff to watch every night there's something for everybody it is the best time of the year well you have anything else there should we move on to uh some depressing raiders news oh we gotta yeah i mean we gotta we gotta go ahead and dip into this i don't think we need to speak on the nhl anymore 
Yeah. Uh, if for those listening, if you are not aware, John Gruden resigned on Monday. Actually, during Monday Night Football, it was a very weird game to watch because we were watching the game while people were talking about what was going on. Um, last week, an email came out where John Gruden used some racial undertones and. He didn't really apologize, and the um, reaction from the NFL was sort of slow. And then some more emails came out in a New York Times article um, where he pretty much just hit the full offense. He uh, he he did not leave. He did not spare yeah. any group. Yep, um, he just went right on down the list. Apparently, and this is awful. It's just the the funniest part is that he. He offended. I guess he's an equal opportunity offender, but uh, he was racist, was homophobic, was misogynistic, um, was exchanging emails of topless women using his work email. This is back when he was working for ESPN. And for those saying, hey, this this was a long time ago, the emails spanned a period from 2011 to 2017 when John Gruden was in his late 40s and early 50s. And he was sending it from his ESPN email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like... You, it, it happened a while ago isn't a great excuse here. Like, it's it's that kind of activity over that long of a period of time is just like... it's. And he's an NFL head coach. He is, he is leading a team full of minority players... There is the first openly gay NFL player on that team in Carl Nassib. So there was no choice. He had to stop, step down. He's again, sort of came out and apologized. But I don't, I don't know that we will ever hear of John Gruden again. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he makes it back into the, uh, the uh, NFL scene anytime soon, for sure. Yeah. Probably not ever. Ever. And it was weird, again, watching Monday night. It's an ESPN broadcast, and they're talking about things he did at ESPN while the Raiders and Colts are playing a phenomenal game. It was a very exciting game, so it was just a weird experience. Um, Gruden stepped down. If he hadn't, he would have been fired, so I think that was just coming to terms with it all. Um, And the Raiders are sort of back to square one. I think... I think the good thing for them uh, that I've seen a lot of Raiders fans happy about uh, Gruden was in his fourth year of a 10 year, hundred million dollar contract. And with him resigning, the team does not owe him that money anymore. So that's the one positive the team can take away from that. Um, But they replaced him with special teams coach Rick Basakia, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, and I have a feeling that it will be a clean sweep next year because Derek Carr and Darren Waller are both looking for contracts after this offseason. They're going to be looking for a new head coach, and there's a good chance they're going to fire Mike Mayock, who was brought in with John Gruden, who's their general manager. So, yeah, and honestly, for the Raiders. Mean, there's no guarantee they would even pay Derek Carr. It's that team. I don't get it. The Raiders, it's like they it's like they're not huge fans of him. Yeah, no respect for Derek Carr. Like they've never given him full full reign of the offense and it's it sucks to see he's had he had that one MVP season. I swear the the Monday night game they played the Chargers. They talked about that MVP season like it was <laughs> like it was yesterday and like he yeah. they need him and I mean it sucks to see but I hope I hope he gets a good a good start somewhere else not like i'm sorry not like not like with the texans or with the jaguars like with a a solid team yeah i mean there should be a few teams looking for quarterbacks in the offseason if the colts continue playing this poorly well i guess carson Wentz is on the books for a while um the the Packers may be looking for a quarterback after Aaron Rodgers leaves. Who knows? We'll oh, we'll talk about weird. that later later in the off season. Um, but that was that was the the end of John Gruden. Um, other than that, there were 
some great football games this year, this week. Uh, Cleveland, L.A., the Chargers. That was one of the best games I've seen in the last few years. Uh, very exciting football. Buffalo, Kansas City on Sunday night was high scoring. The Bills looked dominant. Um, and then I talked about it. Indianapolis, Baltimore was on Monday night and was also very exciting. Yeah, it um, really. It's, it, so these three games, it sucks because we, me and Sam, were driving back during the noon games, and which will, I guess, you'll hear more about it on the Jackson Texans <laughs> update. But I feel like I like just didn't even get to see all of any of these games. The Buffalo game, I did watch all of with even with the the long weather delay. Oh yeah, huge but, lightning delay. And then sadly, I was one of the one of the people who turned off the Colts Ravens game at halftime. Oh no! I, <laughs> I had work the next day, and it did yeah. not. I I couldn't take watching because Lamar was struggling, and it was it was, it was, was tough the, to watch. And it like Colts I just had that game for the first three quarters. Yeah, I'm not I'm not tuning into that game to watch the Colts and Carson Wentz play. <laughs> like I'm tuning in to watch Lamar Jackson tear up a football field. And he did exactly. After <laughs> after I was out of there. And then the um, Texans-Pats game came down to the wire. The Eagles had a huge comeback against the Panthers. The uh, Packers-Bengals uh, game came down to the wire also and involved a lot of That game I did watch kicks. when I got home. It and was pretty that, funny. The... The revolving door of me leaving the room, coming back. Oh, they missed a field goal. And then they, the other team over and have, over again would have 20 or 30 yards. And you're like, oh, they can win the game here. They'd come right back, miss the field goal. <laughs> Mason <laughs> yep. Crosby is seeing demons out on that. Hey, <laughs> he made the game winning field goal. That's all that matters. Dude, thank God he did. I don't know what would have happened if he would have missed that one in overtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he'd missed three up to then. Um, yeah, it was I. It just had me rooting for a tie. We still haven't seen our first tie this year. It'll happen um, eventually. The, maybe uh, the maybe Vikings... next time. No, you go. Maybe next time the, uh, the 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 Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars play each other. What do you think about that? Hey, man, if we can get a not loss, I'll be happy. There would be no no more fitting way for this podcast to have to come on with you and <laughs> Sam with you and Sam coming hot off a tie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, and then lastly, the Vikings walked it off against the Lions with a long field goal, uh, Lions, which is bro. the second time in three weeks that the Lions have lost to a long fifty-five plus yard field goal. Poor Lions, uh, man. Poor Lions. That's... Dan Campbell, their head coach, cried at the press conference after, and I I feel for him. Dude. At least they're not the only undefeated, or that they're not the only completely defeated teams yet. They, and it shouldn't stay that way for long. They have to. I I haven't seen their schedule, but they have to. They've had so many of these these close games that just got away against in the decent half teams. Or fourth quarter, yeah. yeah. Against like the Ravens, the Packers, the Niners. Like I mean. It's they have to pull one out eventually. Soon, soon, Lions, I can feel it. Also, I'd like you to win some more games so the Texans get a better pick, but that's just me. Um, I saw you made a comment that just says kickers are hilarious. Yep. We kind of talked about that already, but there were 13 missed extra points this week, which is the most ever. And then the combined extra points and field goals missed was the most since like 1987 or something. So that's awesome. I don't know what we're doing guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had the, uh, the second, my second favorite part of the weekend had to be that green Bay Cincinnati game where it was literally just going back and forth, missing it. And then on the Monday night game, I did see this before halftime, the Colts rant did not run out Rodrigo Blankenship. They ran out Naheem Hines as the holder, and I believe it was their punter. It was as the kicker, and it was it was bizarre. And I mean, the the announcers didn't know what was going on. And then I I don't remember if it was a flag or a timeout. Something stopped the play, and then Blankenship came out, and everyone was just dumbfounded at what was going on on the cold sideline. 
Yeah, we came still don't later. really know. I mean, it came out later that Blankenship was hurt, but I don't think they explained what was going on. Just like well, he was hurt, but like he came in and kicked the rest of the game. Yeah. And so I don't kicked very badly. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough, um, rough week. Kaimi Fairbairn, the Texans kicker, who we'll talk about in a second. Also, really rough week he, for yeah. AFC South kickers, honestly. He, he also contributed to that huge missed extra points total. He missed two of the 13 this week. So I may be wrong, Tough but the game. Jags might have missed one too. So they mean, did. We got, the, we got the whole division going on here. Yep. Um, so, quick update into the AFC South, and then we'll actually dive into the games from this past week. The Titans are three and two. We have a plus five hundred team. Uh, two of the three wins were against the Jags and the Colts, though. So someone had to win those games from the division. The Todd, Texans dude. are still second in the division. Somehow. <laughs> At one and four, and our one win is against the Jags. And then the Colts are also one and four, and the Jags are 0 and 5. So we have five wins combined three of which are in division, one of which is the Seahawks, and the other of which is the... Oh, who did the Colts beat? Oh, I should know it this. It was the Dolphins. It was the Dolphins. So, not good. No, not and I good. mean, we talked about big uh, division games earlier with the quick questions. How about the uh, the Texans versus the Colts this week? Playing for uh, for second, <laughs> in, the for second in the division. <laughs> I think the Texans pull it out. I don't know. We played really well this past week, so we'll see. I know. We were um, me and Sam were all in on uh, the box score of that game in yeah. the car. Davis Mills had a perfect passer rating through three quarters. Insane. Uh, last little update: the five wins combined for the AFC South is the worst as a division by three full games. So that the sucks. New, the new NFC East, baby. I mean, all the, the Cowboys fans listening have to be happy to hear it. Uh, I mean, it's the days of the NFC East being the absolute worst are over probably for at least a year. For at least this year, yeah. Um, well, that will bring us into the actual games. We talked, we mentioned it. The Texans lost in a, I, I'd say, a thriller to the Pats, twenty-two to twenty-five, um, and then do go play the Colts in Indianapolis this week. We both uh, wrote down some notes. Connor, you want to go first here? Yeah, my notes are a little bit less extensive than the Texans fan here because I, one, <laughs> I didn't get to watch the game. This is all from the passenger seat of a car driving back from college. <laughs> so we were, me and Sam, I guess I was watching it intently and Sam was getting the play-by-play updates from me. Cause you know, we didn't care about any other games, just this one. But uh, I will say the name Davis thrills was thrown around the car <laughs> at least four, four or five times, you know, just watching the, watching the, the bomb throws show up on ESPN. Yeah. Kind of made for an electric car ride. And on the receiving end of those bomb throws, I did not recognize any of the receivers. Brandon Cooks had a very quiet game. I think he only had a f- I know he had a few fantasy points, so not a not a big game for sure. And I no, think definitely not. Most players I mentioned, I looked over at Sam. He kind of looked at me. We, we shrugged and kept going because <laughs> it was it was like. It was like they were just throwing in a random num a random name generator at these <laughs> receivers that were catching like long touchdowns from davis mills yeah our uh, leading receiver on the day was chris moore and i only knew that name because he was added off the ravens practice squad before the year started and he had not caught a pass in an nfl game since 2018 i believe um and he had five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown should have had the game winning touchdown later it uh, there was a defensive penalty, but he had the ball in his hands and dropped it. And I was watching the game with Wyatt, and he was like, oh, but there's a defensive penalty. Y'all have four plays to score. <laughs> we didn't score, so that was tough. Um, we Our first touchdown of the day was to a man named Anthony Auclair, who I had never heard of before, and I'm a huge Texans fan, so I 
I don't know what was happening. Um, my biggest note was that Davis Mills looked a lot more comfortable this week, obviously, coming off of a four-interception game against the Bills. Um, and I don't... It was against Bill Belichick, who's supposed to be the rookie quarterback killer. I don't really know what it was. Supposedly, he was the quarterback that the Pats would have drafted had Mac Jones not fallen to them. So maybe that plays into it. But so it what was... you're saying, what you're saying is Davis Mills could be the next uh, next Tom Brady. Is that what, no. uh, that what you're implying here? Definitely Oscar? not. Uh, and and to that statement. Our head coach, David Coley, came out and said earlier this week that Tyrod is not available right now, but when he's healthy, he's our starter. So even though Davis Mills looked good, I think that David Coley at least feels this way, and I agree with him that I don't I don't think it'll continue too much, and Tyrod gives us a better chance at winning. But Davis Mills, he was taking a lot of good gambles. He was chucking it down the field. Um but it, it, when there were defenders there, if they'd made a play on the ball and picked it off, we would have just, that's where the punt would have ended up. Um, speaking of punts also, we lined up on fourth and one like we were going to go for it from our 30 with our punter as the quarterback. And then he scooted up to try and surprise the Pats and kicked the ball into our line. So that. <laughs> That's Texas That's, football, baby. So we just gave them the ball on the 30. We should have just gone for it normally if that's what was going to happen. Um, more on the positive side, opening drive. It was a like 17-play, 10-minute drive. It was the best I've felt about Texans football all year. Uh, we slowed down a little bit, but we're still scoring. And then in the fourth quarter, the Pats defense shut us down, and, and we lost the game. We blew a 22-9 lead. Um, and then for the game-winning field goal, Mac Jones drove them from the 15-yard line. So I, all props to him, won the game. Um, our defense still sucks, uh, but our our safety corner, our defensive back Lonnie Johnson, I believe this is his third year, had his first career pick last week and then got a second one this week. So two picks in two weeks. Um. Some more general Texans news. Kaimi Fairbairn, we mentioned, still looks hurt. I I don't know what's wrong. He came off the IR and then started this game and then missed two extra points in a field goal. Funny enough, those two extra points in a field goal would have won us the game. <laughs> you can write it off, dude. It was just a bad kicker week. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't I'm I don't sure know. it will come back to bite maybe next week when it could be a close <laughs> game against the Colts. Please don't curse us, man. <laughs> and then really, really bad news. Probably our best player, Laramie Tunsil, had surgery on his thumb. He he left the game for a little bit, went back in, and then immediately left again. Looked like his thumb was really bothering him. Uh, they weren't sure earlier this week what was going to happen, but he ended up having surgery and is out at least four to six weeks. So that sucks. We'll see what the Texans line looks like on Sunday. Um, that's about it. I mean, I obviously last week we lost 40 to zero, so I didn't feel very good about that. Uh, mean, we still lost this week. It's the Bills, but, Patriots. Come on. I mean, a little bit I of a difference. A lot better. Um, I mean, now you kind of look so good. Now you kind of know that whenever the Texans have a below average team coming up, you got a you got a chance at a, a, chance. Watch, a watchable game, like a <laughs> possibly enjoyable game. I will say yeah. my one note that I didn't read that I put down was Davis Thrills is the bona fide future of the Texans. Oh, I don't agree with that statement. I don't know, man. I I mean Texans just... fans are gonna see they watch that game and. They see someone throwing seventy yard a, a long touchdown. I mean, slinging the ball. That's what that's what Texans football is all about. Hey, he know. had a much better game than Tom Brady did against the Pats the week before. So, Davis Mills is better than Tom Brady. You're just backing up my point, man. <laughs> the next Tom Brady. 
We'll see. We'll see. There will be plenty of more Davis Mills updates this season, but let's move on to the Jags. Uh, they did not really ever, they were never really in this game. Uh, it was 14 or I guess 13 to zero pretty quickly. I think the Titans missed an extra point. No, it was, it was like the first quarter. It was all right. Oh, I believe no, they scored you know what? first. They scored, they scored first, first. It was six to the zero. Point. They yeah. missed the extra point. Um, and then after they... the first quarter ended, it was, it was yeah. kind of, it was over. <laughs> It was tough. They Henry lost. started going. It was yeah. So they played the Titans. They lost thirty-seven to nineteen, and then we'll play the Dolphins in the London game this weekend. So two weekends straight of London games. You excited to have to get up and watch that one? I mean, I will because it's the Jags. I gotta, I gotta do my research. Uh, I think that that's a winnable game for the Jags. I'll be honest. It's, I think we'll see if two is back, if they're comfortable bringing him back. And also, Jacoby Brissett's, he was questionable, too. He left, didn't he leave the game? He did. I believe he left this week's game on a cart and then got carted back. And then came to back. The field. Yeah. So, like, I don't, that's, it's a winnable game, especially if their quarterback situation in Miami is still anywhere near what it is right now. <laughs> I, I don't think, even think two has our, been activated. Uh, our Jags friend, Sammy, I think our Jags friend would appreciate the Jags losing again so that Urban will be gone sooner. Because I, I said it last week, if they lost a couple more games, I, I think that he will be fired soon. Um, they lost this past week. If they lose again, they're 0-6. They've lost 21 straight games. Maybe Urban Meyer is fired. I will say, as soon as the game got out of hand, I looked over at Sam, told him the score, and he said, it's all about the streak, baby. And I'm kind of <laughs> meaning, in on that. Meaning the losing streak? Oh, yeah. The longest losing streak. That's what it's all about. And I think, Yeah, because they tied, right? They tied the longest oh, oh, with 20. I don't remember. It's the it. longest in a long time. I don't really have any doubt. I think they find a way to lose this weekend, and it <laughs> it keeps rolling. Yeah, so my until they come across a team that can that James Robinson can just run all over. If well, he ran actually... all over the Titans this week. They just <laughs> the Jags couldn't stop the Titans at all. Yeah, uh, my my bold prediction was that Urban will be gone before the end of October. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll run through my notes pretty quick. Trevor looks more comfortable every week. He's uh, realizing when he can. It's the whole thing that everyone talks about with Tom Brady, where if it's third and seven and he doesn't see anyone open, he'll just throw the ball away and say, all right, we'll punt and get back to him next week. Where the Jags have gotten in trouble so far this year is Trevor making rookie mistakes on a third and long, and then the other team gets great field position. There wasn't a whole lot of that this week. He did throw one more pick, but it was at the end of the game. Um. He's still making great plays, obviously, doing a lot on the ground, ran for his second rushing touchdown this past week. Um, but I did mention the defense just keeps looking worse and worse. Um, and my hope for, for Sam my, is that a top pick will land them Kayvon Thibodeau, they're the defensive end from Oregon, or Darius Stingley Jr., the corner from LSU and both will be nice. Either will be nice. Um, and then my last thing is just God. James Robinson is so good. He averaged like almost ten yards a carry. He was just every time he touched the ball, he was looking electric. Um, Connor, what do you got? He's got James Robinson is the bright spot of the season. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That's all there is on the Jags right now. <laughs> yeah, I did. The one thing I did say about the actual game. Tough go of it for Dan Arnold for his first touch. Everything after that was was fine. I believe I'm pretty sure he had six or seven catches for a good chunk of yards, but first touch immediately. I don't know fumble. how they I don't know how they ruled that a fumble. It was he caught it and immediately was dropped. Um, but they called it a fumble and it was returned for a touchdown. So yeah, it's a tough first touch for Dan. Yeah, I, that one I did. I did read that one aloud to Sam, and he said, "That's what we just traded or drafted for." <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You got anything else for the Jags, or should we uh, move on? I think that's all I got. I I will say a, a bit of quick news. Miles Jack, who is their leading tackler, is out for this week. So that sucks. <laughs> Even worse defense. Yeah, I mean, we'll see who they, which quarterback they go up against. But it's uh, not looking already not looking great. I mean, yeah, the good news is Trevor could have a big game and keep him in it. Um, that's pretty much <laughs> their only hope this season if they want to win games. But exactly. I don't think Sam would say the point of this season is to win games, so who knows? Yeah, so just keep Urban on as long as possible. <laughs> have him lose have him lose a bunch of games, end up with a good draft pick and then fire him. I hope he becomes the coach that they just start that teams start hiring when they know they're like this is a down year, like we don't need to win games. Just bring him on. <laughs> bring in Urban, ruin the culture a little bit. <laughs> Lose a Just bunch of games. Tell the players we're going to suck and the media around us is going to suck. But we are going to be good, hopefully, later. So <laughs> I'm sure that'll, that'll go over well. I don't, I don't think that's a great plan. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, once again, they, they play in London this week. So that's exciting, I guess. <laughs> they grow the game a little bit. Get the London fans excited. I just about don't get why... <laughs> Two weeks in a row, the, the two London games that are happening this season were the Falcons and Jets last week and the Jags and Dolphins this week. Could we not send them better football? Yeah, let's just, let's just send them the bottom of every division, basically. I, mean, I don't know why yeah. they do that to, to the fans there. I, I, the, the nice thing is uh, fans just buy the ticket just to go watch football because they only get to go see one or two games a year. And so you see fans with every jersey on. I mean, oh, there yeah. was a Texans. There was I, 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 We saw a Texans a guy in a Texans jersey with a Jags hat on. So I guess he's a listener. Big fan of the pod. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Guys across the pond listening in. And he was at the Falcons-Jets game. Why didn't he wait a week and go see his pressers Jags? <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe he, he had to have been there. Maybe he will be. Maybe he will be. Well, we've got uh, one last little section. Obviously, we've got we've to do our fantasy corner. Um, big news to the fans. This is two of the top three teams from our league hosting the pod this week. So... Uh, you know, you're in you're in the presence of celebrities. I'll be honest, it doesn't really feel real. <laughs> you saying that? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Connor has emerged from the depths of the league, and you might be the points leader if I'm, not your second or not, third. I am not the points leader. <laughs> I have to be like I'm like sixth or something. I've showed up for good games, for like games against good teams in our league, and I believe I have two games at 80 points and two games at 140 points, which are basically nice. just the okay, bookends yeah, of, the, of scoring in you're the right. league. Yeah, I do but, have the highest like maximum possible points for because my bench is literally half injured people, so that's my uh, bragging point. That doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, but it's a fun stat to look at. <laughs> um. I actually thought it was going to be one and two up until the Monday night game, and then Wyatt couldn't fend off Ben's team. So no, yeah, I was second. I was literally looking at the standings, and I said to myself, "Okay, I'll be second place unless it's basically just if Ben wins, because my his points for to catch up to me would have been exactly like tying Wyatt." <laughs> and Turned off the game, woke up the next morning, and I was very much not in second place. <laughs> it's okay. As long as you're in a playoff spot, um, I will turn the floor over to you, though, because you did beat the other co-host of this podcast, Sam McFadden. Oh, How man. How does it feel? So, listen, listeners of this podcast may have heard a few weeks ago when our man Oscar here and Sammy were talking about the AM Arkansas game that episode. I believe it was brought up in passing, just a little jib at me about uh, <laughs> Sam saying something about 
playing me in a couple weeks and seeing how that game would go. And he, I mean, he showed up. We, uh, we, yeah, it was game a this very week. competitive matchup. He scored, he scored over 120. It was looking, it was looking like it'd be a good game. I only had Josh Allen left going into the the end of the week for our teams. And then I just happened to put up 140. So, I mean, I yes, sir. It feels good to beat that guy as much as I as much as I'm here to take his spot and everything. I maybe I'm just the new Sam now. I don't know. <laughs> oh it feels, no. <laughs> feels good to beat feels good, feels good to beat somewhat of a super team in our league if you can. Sam's uh, going to run back to this podcast so yeah, fast every I, I got to do that. this while I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a lot of good breaks in fantasy, so I got to I, I got to be happy about it while I <laughs> while I still can. But yeah, I mean, I I took the game this week. I don't have to play him again for another year unless we meet in the playoffs. I would never, I would never uh, get ahead of myself and think I'm going to make the playoffs before I'm actually in the spot. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where that's where most I'd say that's actually where a good amount of my football pain comes from is having to deal with fantasy every year. Yep, because you don't have a team. I just uh, yeah, my team was. Basically, I didn't have a team until the Bills. I just randomly hopped on them whenever they got Josh Allen, and that turned out well. But the fantasy football always means more, to be honest. And it's it brings the same amount of pain as football does sometimes. Uh, more for me. <laughs> Especially, it's not even like it's not even like a, oh, I've had a down year, or down couple of years. It's literally. If you, uh, I, I'm sure most of the most of the listeners know, as they are in our league, I am historically the worst team. <laughs> not from, not for lack of trying. Like I, I put in effort, and I, it doesn't matter. Yeah, my favorite is to look back on previous years and see who made the most transactions, and Connor's always in the top three, and then he's also in like 11th or 12th place. We can we but. can always mention the legendary year where I started off two and zero or three and one, and I had like the most points in the league, and then proceeded to lose every or game. Create create the longest losing streak in our league's record. So. <laughs> That's just a glimpse into my my fantasy experience. Oh, Connor. Well, I think that that is uh, a good way to end the show with some uh, some more sadness due to football. Uh, we will be back next week after the Texans are two and four, baby, coming off a big week and big win against the Colts. Um, and we'll see who the uh, guest host is next week. I'm, I'm sure making that- a call. I'm making a call. Bold prediction: Jags one and five, Texans two and four. Oh, it's gonna be a hot week win. for the for the We Love the Pain podcast. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Huge week for us. If I'm gonna be glued to my headphones whenever uh, the episode <laughs> comes out. Well, I'm sure Connor will be back on the pod at some point this season. Uh, thanks for stopping by, um, and then as always to the listener, thanks for coming in and hating yourselves with us. See you next week. <laughs>